Welcome to the Skull King Fantasy Football Podcast, powered by StatRoute.com. And now, here's your host, Ryan Skullroot. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Skull King Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Ryan Skullroot and we have uh, an interesting show for you today. We are talking NFL Cut Day. Um, we've got some uh, some trades that have been going on, or at least one major one that's been going on, especially kind of big for, for my hometown team. Um, so we're going to talk a little bit of news, kind of the biggest stories that have been coming out of today. Uh, this is going to be a somewhat short uh, broadcast. So some of the biggest things that have come out today. Um, and then uh, we'll we'll actually open it up. Uh, if you guys want to go ahead and put into the, um, into the comments underneath uh, during the live broadcast, I will be monitoring those as well. Um, if you guys want to comment or any questions you have about uh, the fantasy season this year um, and such, uh, I will be free to answer those for a few minutes after we kind of go through the stories. So if you guys want to go ahead and put in your put in your requests, your your questions that you have about certain players, possible trades, um, let me know. Put those in there, and we will uh, we will cover those. Um, a couple couple little announcements again. If you're still looking for um, a little last-minute advice for your fantasy football drafts. We still have our um, our draft guide is still up. You can get the PDF for $5 at uh, skulkingfootball.com and go to the store tab, and it should be uh, right there. I believe it's the first option. So um, get that. Uh, you can uh, also check our rankings, fantasy rankings. A lot of us have updated those in the last couple days. Obviously, they're going to need to be updated today. Uh, a little bit more with uh, some of the news that's come out, which we will get into in just a minute. And uh, and so there's that. And we uh, we just want to uh, say that we are really happy that this year we are going to be doing a lot more DFS um, work. We are working with some partnerships um, in terms of some DFS advice. So be looking out for that as we get ready for the season. Um uh, I am just really, for the most part, jumping into the DFS space, for the most part, again, being from the Seattle area and Washington not allowing um, fantasy sports, um, we have found um, a couple ways to be able to still do it for free that uh, doesn't break any laws. And so um, I will be getting a little bit into the DFS space and, and trying to help out in that area throughout this season as much as possible as well. So uh, for for those of you who are involved, whether in DFS, Dynasty, Redraft, we are doing everything we can to be able to cover it all for you guys so you guys get the information you need from us. So um, if there's, I don't think there's anything else. I think that's it for, for that. So why don't we go ahead and hop into the, uh, the news stories of the day. Today's headlines. All right, so for we're going to start off again. Being a Seattle guy, we're going to start off with the big Seattle news um, right here. The first story, Jadavion Clowney has been traded to the Seahawks. Uh, the Seahawks gave up a third-round pick uh, as well as um, linebackers Barkevius Mingo and Jacob Martin. Uh, both those linebackers had basically been more just simply pass rushers. That's basically all they were doing uh, anymore. And so um, they were pretty much expendable. Uh, both of them were possibly on the on the chopping block in terms of cuts today. So 
Uh, what this does for the Seahawks is this provides Seahawks with a quite uh, a very formidable um, front seven. If you look at what they have now, uh, you're, you're giving you're giving Jadavion Clowney to uh, a Ziggy Ansah if he can get healthy and stay healthy. Uh, L.J. Collier, who they just drafted in the first round, again, once he's healthy. Jerron Reed, once he's back from his six-game suspension, I know there's a lot of ifs going in, and once once this happens, once this that's, I know there's a lot going on in, in terms of this offense. You know, Puna Ford, who's been a phenomenal run stopper up the middle all uh, preseason and really, really coming into his own uh, after being undrafted a couple years ago. And then you've got the linebacker core of, of Kendricks, Bobby Wagner, and K.J. Wright with some of the young guys, Cody Burton, uh, Ben Burkirvan, guys that they have they have drafted, really put together a, a solid, solid front seven. And people may argue this with me and, and disagree with me, but I think that because of how good the front seven was in the 2012, 2013, 2014 era for the Seattle Seahawks that's what made the LOB so good this may come off as controversial but the reason those guys were so so good in the defense in the defensive backfield is because of the front seven's ability to get to the quarterback to shut down run lanes and force teams to throw and throw quickly because of the pass rush that's what made the the Legion of Boom so good they were great, great at coverage, great at ball hawking, uh, great at hitting and and getting up and making tackles when they needed to in the run game. Not taking that away from them, but part of their success was because of the front seven, and I think that can help a young uh, a young uh, defensive backfield when you've got uh, Shaquille Griffin at corner, Trey Flowers at corner. We're still a little unsure about what's going on in the safety position. We're still looking at you know what cuts are actually going to happen and who's getting starting positions there. But as far as a fantasy perspective goes, the the Seattle defense is moving up. Um, I'm definitely going to be moving them up in my rankings. I think I had them at like a four around 14, 12, 14 uh, overall in terms of uh, defense. I'm definitely pushing them up at this point in my rankings. Uh, I, I'm not necessarily going to top five, but, uh, you know, s six to eight in that range. I think that that definitely moves them up to that overall right now. Uh, willing to draft them, uh, again, I'm not going too far in drafting, you know, defenses. There's still, you know, defense is still going to be one of my last two picks, um, in a, in a fantasy draft, depending on how deep the draft is. So, I am I am very happy as a Seahawks fan I am very happy and as a fantasy football analyst I think this really helps out what that defense is going to be able to do and makes them more more than just a streaming option which is really all they were last year they were just a streaming option last year so seeing what they can do now with uh you know if every you know if everyone's healthy in the way that they can kind of move people around I really think that this will help out the the Seattle defense and make them a little bit more of a formidable force especially in fantasy so so that's the the big big news off the top today so uh moving on to our second story LaShawn McCoy has officially been released by the Buffalo Bills. Last year he finished 514 yards, three touchdowns, only uh, 238 receiving yards. Has really gone down overall in production over the last couple of years. 
uh, you know, the you look at what the 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 Bills did in drafting Devin Singletary, bringing him in. They drafted him, I believe, in the third round, seventy uh, fourth, seventy fifth overall. the The writing was kind of on the wall once we got to the draft. To be completely honest, once they drafted him, he's very much that same type that Lashawn McCoy is. And then you look at what they've done with him in the preseason. It's been a lot of pass catching, uh, uh, you know, running here and there catching the ball out of the backfield. He's been all over the place. Devin Singletary has. And it's shown to be very productive. Uh, we have been advocating for guys to draft, in your fantasy drafts, to draft Devin Singletary. Uh, I've seen him go in the 7th and 8th rounds. Well, if you are still haven't had your, your, your draft yet, which in many cases, you know, a lot of cases is a very, very good thing, he's going to be moving up draft boards. Uh, you know, I could see him going in the 5th round, 6th round. Now, some people still may think, well, that's way too high because it's the Bills and they're going to be a crappy team. Very well could be, but looking at the upside of Devin Singletary and what he can do, I think he's going to provide a great weapon for Josh Allen to throw to out of the backfield. Uh, I like his measurables. We loved him coming out of FAU when we were covering the draft uh, earlier in the year in March, April, and May. So I think that this is a, a great move for the Bills. I saw this coming. Um, we've said this before that uh, McCoy was very likely going to be a, a cap hit um, and, a, and a possible cut. As far as McCoy goes in fantasy, I'm not necessarily, if you drafted him late, I mean, he's going extremely late, like 120, you know, pick 120 in drafts. If you have him, I would not necessarily drop him yet. I would wait to see where he goes. Unless you're absolutely strapped and you you know you drafted you know maybe a a, a Melvin Gordon and you're you, you know this is not exactly what you're looking for you're wanting a little more stability trying to to find someone else maybe on the waiver wire. In that case, yeah, perhaps you know go ahead and drop him. But for now, I think I think you should hold on to him just to see what happens over the next little bit. So he could get picked up by, you know, possibly a Miami. I don't think so, but he could get picked up by a Miami. Uh, you're looking at Houston. Obviously, we still don't know what's going on with that running back situation. Uh, let's see who else is who else is having issues with their uh, Tampa Bay could be a possible possible opening there. I know that uh, you know a lot of people are pushing up. Uh, was it Dare Obangawale? Uh, I picked him up in the in the Skull King Listener League draft myself. Uh, I'll pick, you know, I think I was in like the 15th or 16th round when I got him. So, uh, I I like um, I like Lashawn McCoy to still have a role somewhere, depending on who picks him up. So, don't necessarily drop him off your rosters yet. If you did draft him, you have a deep draft, or if you're in dynasty uh, and you have him on your teams. You know, I wouldn't necessarily drop him yet. Wait to see how this plays out. So, um, to go along with uh, you know Lashawn McCoy, we've been talking about uh, Devin Singletary and what's been going on. The uh, there was a um, oh here's a here's a quick thing that's just come up. Uh, going back to Lashawn McCoy, just saw this pop up on Sleeperbot. Um, uh, there is a a. Uh, News story coming out that says that the Chargers are a potential landing spot for LaShawn McCoy. 
Uh, makes a ton of sense considering Melvin Gordon's holdout and head coach Anthony Lynn was the Bills' offensive coordinator in 2016 when McCoy ran for 1,200 yards and 13 touchdowns. Very interesting there. That would really knock the wind out of the sails for um, for Justin Jackson owners. Maybe not so much for Austin Eckler owners. Um, here, let's bring this back here. Uh, so definitely an interesting take on what's going on there. That Again, this is why you don't necessarily want to drop him. So watch out for what's maybe going on there. Um, interesting that the Chargers are looking at LaShawn McCoy. I think if that happens, they still could be trying to negotiate with Melvin Gordon or could just try to move on and trade him away. So again, more things to watch for. All right, so let's get back to let's get back to Devin Singletary. The GM for uh, the Bills, Brandon Bean, has said that we are ju we just felt uh, right now that Devin would be able to help us along with the other guys that we're keeping. And they've got Frank Gore right now. I think that TJ Yeldon is still on the team. I have not seen whether or not he has been cut yet. Um, but I think that this opens the door for Yeldon to stay with the team. Uh, we do see this as a running back by committee. That's you know what all uh, fantasy football players absolutely hate to hear, especially when you know something like this happens, where the star running back is gone, and the uh, and and the the rookie looks to be taking on a prominent role. For me, I still think that Devin Singletary is the only running back to own in the Bills' backfield. I see him taking on bigger, bigger roles as the season goes on. I think that they drafted him to be the next LaShawn McCoy. That's what they got him for. Um, and, you know, again, picked him in the third round. Used some good draft capital in order to get him. So for me... Devin Singletary is the guy to own. I've seen a, a question on one of the fantasy football uh, chat rooms that I am in, you know, Devin Singletary or Matt Breida. I'm still going Devin Singletary. I was already still on Devin Singletary because of this possibility before the news broke out. Um, neither team is, is probably going to be very good this year, but Devin Singletary has a lot less in his way for prominent snaps. Brita is still dealing with the fact that Tevin Coleman is still there, and Tevin Coleman was, you know, uh, was Shanahan's, you know, pass catching pet back in back in Atlanta. You know, he loved using him out of the backfield catching the balls. So um, for me, this it's still it's still a a, a Devin Singletary backfield uh, to be completely honest. So that's where I am going with this, and kind of my thoughts on on Devin Singletary, even though that they're saying that this is a this is a, a running back by committee issue. I'm not. I, I'm not buying that. I think that this is still. This is. This is Devin Singletary's backfield. To be completely honest, he's going to come off probably in 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 short yardage situations for a guy like Frank Gore. Frank Gore's still going to get carries, but Devin Singletary is the guy to own in the Buffalo backfield. So, um, the next story, the next last big story that we're covering. Uh, Sources have apparently told ESPN that talks, oh, tanks, talks between uh, uh, Cowboys and uh, Ezekiel Elliott uh, are intensifying, aiming to wrap up a deal this weekend. Um, so make sure to uh, keep an eye on this. If you have Tony Pollard but don't have Ezekiel Elliott, uh, like I do, 
Tony Pollard is still a hold again for now. Talks could chill, could cool off. So again, again, definitely something to watch. Um, so I personally think that even if, um, even if Ezekiel Elliott does sign, it's possible that Tony Pollard will still get the majority of the snaps this uh, this first week. Um, I'm not so sure that I, I understand that Ezekiel Elliott has been has been working out, has been staying you know fit and in shape and ready to go for for the season once he comes back. I personally am still just a little bit hesitant on how much work they would give him, considering he hasn't been in the offense all that much, or you know, hasn't been in the offense and in practices to really develop that chemistry. But it is Ezekiel Elliott. So they may kind of hold back on him a little bit, maybe go 50-50. So I think Pollard moves of less of a of running back two role that he could have had. I think he would have been a running back two type of guy um, in in the offense if Ezekiel Elliott didn't sign. If, if Ezekiel Elliott signs, I think that he's more of a possible flex play in deeper leagues. So 12, 14, 16, I think he's a possible flex play still. If Ezekiel Elliott signs, we again, we're still waiting to see. All we know is that talks have apparently intensified and Zeke could sign. For those of you who took the shot on, on drafting Ezekiel Elliott, knowing that the Cowboys would probably end up signing him anyways, uh, awesome. You know, that's a, that's a great uh, a great gamble to take. I don't disapprove of the take. I was telling people I wasn't against drafting Ezekiel Elliott. If you were going to do it, though, make sure you drafted Tony Pollard just in case. It'll be interesting to see how the numbers work out and if they're just going to throw away his next two seasons um, or if they're going to keep him at the lower pay the next two seasons and then it takes uh, it takes effect in, was it 2021? So we'll see um, with how that goes. So... That is a that is our major stories. Um, I wanted to go over just a few more, a few more little things. Uh, people who have been you know who have been cut, uh, making news, making headlines. Um, the Eagles have waived running back Josh Adams. He ran for 511 yards and three touchdowns last year, but it's a very crowded backfield since they uh, since the Eagles acquired Jordan Howard through a trade. They drafted Miles Sanders. There's not a whole lot of room for Josh Adams. He could still end up somewhere that could give him a little bit of a role, whether, again, whether that be Tampa Bay or Houston. There are some teams that need better running back help. So, uh, again, he's a name to kind of keep your eye on on the waiver wires. I know no one was really drafting him because he wasn't in a great situation anymore in Philly. So that's something to watch for. The Redskins looks like they're moving on from former first-round wide receiver Josh Doxson. They're working hard, apparently, to trade him, but if they can't, they're expected to release him. At this point, I don't see anyone trading for Josh Doxson. He, I liked him coming out of the draft, coming out into the draft in 2017, I believe, is when he was drafted, or maybe it was 2016. It might have been 2016. So I kind of liked him coming out of the draft then, coming out in the draft. Um, still waiting to see. Uh, oh. Aaron Kagan, one of our QB writers, has just commented here on here. Uh, Alex Barnes is has been dropped. I believe he was with Tennessee. Um, so they're uh, they're making uh, they're making some of their cuts. Uh, 
uh, Vikings Laquan Treadwell has also, uh, or at this point, is um, most likely being cut again. Another team working to trade a former first-round pick um, that just didn't seem to work out. Treadwell was one of those guys I didn't really like coming out of the uh, coming into the draft, coming out of college. There were there were just a lot of red flags and not necessarily off the field things, but just watching kind of the way that he played his 40 time was terrible. His movement in and out of, um, in and out of breaks wasn't all that good. Uh, I, you know, he played in a, in a spread offense system that he was able to take advantage of, you know, lesser talented defenses. And so this is, that was just a, a pick that I didn't necessarily like. Um, and so, so there's that. Looking at some other things, uh, the pa the the Patriots have chosen um, Jarrett Stidham, the rookie out of Auburn, as their backup quarterback and released Brian Hoyer. The Redskins have released a former fourth round pick, running back Samaj Pirine. Looks like they're satisfied to stay with Darius Geis, uh, Adrian Peterson, and uh, Bryce Love who at this point is probably going to redshirt, to be completely honest, looking at where he's at. Um, and that's at least the possibility as of this point right now. So I think that is it. Like I said, I wanted to make sure we got to kind of these stories out and talked about them. Um, little, like I said, a little bit of a short show, but we wanted to make sure we got some of these, some of these things going. So um, I want to thank you guys for taking the time to listen to the Skulking Fantasy Football Podcast. We uh, this is we're moving into week one. Looking forward to uh, our shows coming up this next week. We will make sure to uh, to look at after all these cuts have happened and we see kind of who signs where. We will make sure to get a a waiver wire show going into next week. Um, and uh, and get that taken care of. We will uh, we will make sure to do that. We will look at uh, we're going to start uh, again. Like I said, a DFS show. Uh, probably it's going to be a Saturday. We'll mainly be looking at main slates uh, for Yahoo, uh, DraftKings, possibly FanDuel. Um, I prefer DraftKings and and Yahoo. That's just kind of my personal preference with the, the platforms and how they're set up. So um, we will be looking at those types of things. Uh, really looking forward to this season, guys. Season starts Thursday. Can't wait to to really you know work through the season with you guys. For those of you who still have fantasy football drafts coming up, um, trust your research, trust yourself, don't be afraid to pivot when you need to, and good luck with your drafts. Good luck this fantasy season, guys, and we will talk to you later. Hey, Skull King Nation. Thank you for listening to the Skull King Football Podcast. Did you like this episode? If so, be sure to go to iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and YouTube to subscribe. Also, please leave us a rating and reviews to let us know how we can better help you rule your leagues.